This is episode 43 of the Rebel Matters podcast. As usual, I am your host, Anla O'Carolan, and today's guest on the show is my good friend and all-round legend, Lisa O'Flynn, or Lisa O, as she's better known whenever she is spinning vinyls and playing absolute bangers as a DJ. She also works in Miss Daisy Blue Vintage Shop in the English Market, Plugged Records, which is above the, above the Roundy in Cork City Centre, and is well tuned in to the Cork music scene. As we're coming into the festival season and summer is knocking on the door, we did a little episode about festivals and we covered quite a lot of stuff, what to bring to festivals, what not to bring, valuable lessons that we've learned from mistakes that we made at festivals ourselves, how to look out for each other at festivals, as well as touching on the quite tricky subject of recreational drugs and their use at festivals. This episode really is kind of just a bit of crack and a bit of personal reflection but it's also about giving you the best possible opportunity of having a class time at whatever festival you choose to go to so I think you're going to enjoy it a couple of things to maybe mention before we get stuck into the podcast I was over in Berlin last weekend hanging out with the strength shop and the Berlin strength crew over there to make some plans for the Palestine Community Gym and I was over there specifically meeting with Johnny and Anna of Berlin Strength and Strength Shop to organise some of the equipment that we're going to be sending over there. So far the fundraising is going quite well and we are on track to make to reach our target of €30,000 if the donations keep going in. You can find out more about that Palestine Gym project that we have on the go by going to Palestine Community Gym on Facebook, at Palestine Gym on Instagram, and also through searching the West Bank Gym or the Palestine Community Gym on GoFundMe, and that's also where you can drop a couple of quid into the kitty and help us make this project come to flourishing and help us open a community-based, volunteer-based gym in the Ada Refugee Camp in the West Bank. And as this is going to be coming out on the 10th of May, Gaza is under attack again and you should go and look up to see what's happening there. The Eurovision Song Contest is coming up next week and that is something that we all need to boycott get behind alternative events that are happening all over the country and all over the world and fuck the Eurovision. It shouldn't be on in Israel and we shouldn't be supporting uh, a regime and and we shouldn't be allowing the Eurovision Song Contest to be used to validate what Israel are doing on the Palestinian people. So get behind an alternative event. There's one happening in uh, the roundy upstairs on the 18th it's a Eurovision karaoke and there is another one happening in Belfast in the Duncan Centre so go along to one of those instead and remember that to be neutral in cases of oppression is to take the side of the oppressor so go to an alternative Eurovision song contest let people know that you're boycotting Eurovision because of this reason and also chip in with the Palestine community gym that's a way to help with something very positive and to make a contribution to a project that's going to make a difference for a lot of people's lives over there 
So that's what I was doing in Berlin anyway. It was a really good visit. It's the first time I was in Berlin and I love flying around the city on the rented bikes that they have over there. They have these little apps, an app, you could get an app on your phone, take a bike and fly around. And what I wanted to do was go around to loads of museums, see some of the cafes, enjoy some of the food. And I did all that, but I also wanted to go to some of the nightclubs that Berlin is famous for. And as it happens, I didn't make it because I got myself ready, went out and had a couple of drinks in a bar. But I was traveling by myself. And actually, to tell you the truth, I just didn't have the confidence to go and rock up to the nightclub by myself. So it, I suppose, kind of highlighted for myself some things that I would like to work on personally because I would like to be able to travel on my own and go and get the most out of cities and new places and not be held back by a lack of self-confidence, I suppose, for a better word. So I had a, a little think to myself on the way home of different strategies that I can maybe be able to do for the next time. And some of the stuff that I thought would have been useful in in retrospect and also things that I've done in other places when I've gone by myself is like things like booking a walking tour or firing it up on the social media to see if anybody was around who would like to come out and taking the opportunities to speak to people when they come up there was a few times when I probably could have made longer conversations with people that I had encounters with at cafes and stuff like that and I just kind of was like yeah yep thanks 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 and then just walked on where I was like ah that was an opportunity to start a conversation so I kind of think I was a little bit hard on myself but it's something that I would personally like to work on and what else and another thing is when I'm traveling by myself loads of times I kind of have the feeling that people like don't want to don't want to speak and I think that's a bit of an irrational thought don't want to speak to me or I think that just like I'm being a creep or something when I don't think I am a creep actually I'm definitely not a creep but I just had this irrational thought that people don't want to be bothered by me asking them questions about nightclubs and stuff like that there they'll think I'm creeping on them and I'm going to work on getting over that for the next solo trip that I'm doing I'm also going to go back to Berlin hopefully soon and go and do the whole nightclub thing because it's definitely on the bucket list anyway what else was I going to say to you before we get stuck into this podcast oh yeah if you're enjoying the podcast this is episode 43 go over to the Patreon account for the Rebel Matters podcast and put a bit of support behind the podcast It the podcasts are always free and available on just about every single podcast platform that is out there iTunes, Spotify, YouTube the podcast app the Android apps as well it's also available on the Libsyn website and on the Rebel Matters website Rebel Matters so if you're enjoying the podcast and you're in a position to do so i would highly appreciate it if you went to the patreon and became a patron of the podcast and threw a couple of quid a month towards the costs of producing these podcasts like you know the way when you're listening to a big podcast and they say this episode was produced by such and such edited by such and such music by such and such well everything that happens in the rebel matters podcast is done by me and it is the side hustle to the main thing that I do which is running the personal training facility actually and I'm taking a nice bit of time out from that to get the podcast episodes off the ground and keep them coming for you because I think you're enjoying them and the feedback that is coming back is really good I'm really enjoying doing them and I love that people are getting in touch and letting me know what you think about the podcast so thanks a million for that that is a big support in itself so if any of you want to bring that on to the next level go over to the Patreon account where you can support the podcast with as little or as much of a contribution per month as you want to. 
Oh, yes, I nearly forgot to say, but we have some big news for the Rebel Matters podcast. I'm going to be doing the very first live podcast gig and the very first festival gig for the Rebel Matters podcast at the It Takes a Village Festival in Trebogan. It's going to be happening on Sunday, the 12th of May, so you'll have a little bit of a chance to still come down if you're hearing this on the Friday or Saturday when the episode is coming out first. And I'm going to be doing a podcast at around three o'clock in the number 25 house with some live guests, which I will be putting out as a podcast episode as well. And I'll put the details of the guests up on the Instagram account. You can go to the Rebel Matters podcast Instagram and find out about that. But it's a good step forward. And the way that I see it is that we're kind of in this together. I'm doing the podcast because you're listening to them and I'm joining meeting people who have been there to talk to and to tell their stories and it's a nice little cyclical relationship where I meet someone, talk to them, do the podcast put it all together, put it out there and then you listen to it and get back to me so I think it's a step forward for the Rebel Matters podcast, it definitely is that that we're in demand to go and do a little bit of a live show at a festival so for all the support and for helping us get this far hopefully it's just the start of a long and enjoyable road for the rebel matters podcast so if you're going to be at that festival it's at three o'clock in the number 25 house and come and say hello and that is that so what is next uh let's get stuck into the podcast lisa flynn on festivals and all that kind of crack consult us Thanks very much for coming in to do the podcast. No worries. This is going to be a little bit of a different podcast than the last few that we've had because we're going to talk about festivals. Yeah. I think. I think. We haven't figured out what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be mostly around festivals and maybe useful for going to festivals and what they bring or... Yeah, well, we talked about this a few weeks ago and then kind of forgot about it. So <laughs> um, we had a definite plan in talking about the do's and don'ts of festivals and what you should bring when you're packing your bag, that kind of thing, um, which will be useful as festival season is just after kicking off. So I suppose this is kind of, we could, we could I guess, kind of frame this in terms of the festivals where you go and camp. Yeah, definitely. So where, how will we start it? pretend like we're going to a festival right okay so uh we're gonna pretend that we're about to start packing i guess would be the easiest thing to do yeah so from the packing stage actually i took the liberty of making a little list earlier on i was gonna do that last night and uh i didn't so so let's see what's on your list okay so festival preparation so how do we get ready for a festival or what to bring in a bag so what would be the most basic things i suppose first of all first of all 
Okay. I remember the first time I went to the festival, I brought half of all of my worldly possessions. So it is Why? a good thing to keep in mind not to bring too much stuff. No, you're only going for a few days. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't need everything on the kitchen sink. Certainly not. So to start off with, I suppose a good tent is a good idea. Uh, yeah, that's don't do the one man tent thing. You're going to regret it, especially Irish festivals. It's probably going to piss rain for like the one man pop up tent. Forget about it. What a waste of money. They just won't last. You're going to get wet. You're going to wake up cranky and wet. And you're probably never going to use that tent again anyway if it's shit. So um, you might as well invest in a decent tent so that you can use it again. Exactly. And I think that's why most tents are left behind is because people are like buying them even at the festival for like, here's a pop-up tent for 20 quid and then just leaving it there because it's going to be our spring at home. Yeah. Okay, so a tent is a good thing to have. I bought one last year. It is a two-man tent and I actually bought it for a trip that I was doing abroad so that I could put it inside my backpack. Uh, it's very compact okay and then last year i kind of had in my head that i was only going to bring one backpack to a festival including the tent in the backpack in the backpack and it worked out well well that's um that's after honing your skills down from the first time i learned my lesson it's like it's all good going in with loads of stuff but it's trying to get back out again with loads of stuff is painful it's horrible. You're really hungover. All you want to do is get home and you don't want to have to carry everything home. I understand that. So yeah, one bag, just one bag. Limit yourself to Is that, that a good rule? One bag? That's what I it's always realistic. do. Just one. Well, maybe not. Well, it, one bag of all of your possessions and your belongings and then a bag of gas. <laughs> so a, a tent then. Actually, last year I also got this miniature roll up mattress that actually rolls up the size of like a pencil case or something. And then you can Stop. just... It's class. Where did you get that? I bought Everybody. it on Amazon. I okay. can't remember the name of it, but I'll put the, the name of it and a link to it in the show notes. But it's basically rolls up miniature and then it takes like 10 puffs of air to blow it up with your mouth. Oh, so it's a, oh, so it's not even just this really flat thing. You actually have... It actually is an air mattress. It's kind of shaped like honeycomb. You blow it into it, you blow into it and then it, it pumps up and it was... You can get double ones. I just got a single one last year. Okay. But it, also you could buy two single ones or, or one big double one. Yeah, it depends on you. I suppose it depends on like who you're camping with. If you are mad, this is another thing. Yeah, I think that's a big one because for the first few years I was going to festivals, I didn't ever have a mattress. I was just sleeping on, you know, on the tent ground and it was horrible. Waking up with like pains in your hips, your back, you're after like standing, dancing, walking all day and then like sleeping for like two hours on a shitty floor. So definitely air mattress. Do you think definitely air mattress? It seems to be like kind of a luxury in a way because Why? they're quite bulky to bring them and you need to bring something to pump it up with. And um, I think it's worth the effort. If you think about like quality of sleep, because you definitely need like those few hours need to be good for yours. They need to be good sleep. For this is kids. true. This is probably going to be a section of the podcast in and itself about sleep. Yeah. Do you want to like pencil that down? Pen- and, like, <laughs> pencil down. I have it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> You're like 10 steps ahead of me. <laughs> Um, definitely the air mattress. I think a pillow is a good idea. I always, always bring a pillow. Like, even if it's one of your shitty pillows from home, definitely bring one. Um, cause sleeping on a rolled up fucking jumper or some yeah. clothes is not, it's no fun. And a um, sleeping bag. Sleeping bag is a must. If anyone thinks they can go to a festival without a sleeping bag is, yeah. I think the only way you don't need to bring a sleeping bag is if you're not bringing a tent and you're just going to find your way and then bunk in with somebody. Like, that's a possibility as well. Well, I mean, if that's how you want to do your festival, totally. And I'm sure there are ways around that and you definitely find somewhere to sleep. But I wouldn't take that approach. Two years ago, I 
went to the electric picnic last minute.com and hitchhiked up and it only had like a change of clothes and that was it and <laughs> ended up sleeping in with my brother and a few other people and we were squashed in like sausages in the tent which was all good that is nice at the time yeah. it's only cold in the morning anyway <laughs> yeah that's the thing about festivals that are happening in the summer as well is generally speaking you're going to bed and it's really warm mm-hmm. or really cold mm-hmm. and then you're like waking up morning. a couple of hours later and you're absolutely <laughs> roasting yeah <laughs> fucking emerging out of the tent bring a pen knife so you can just cut your head <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> excuse me so we have sleeping bag, pillow, tent, tent. roll up mattress, maybe roll up mattress. I th- I just think it is worth bringing one, um, definitely because just from experience, you don't want to be have like serious like back pain or hip pain. The, another thing that is a luxury, I think, as well, but one that's definitely worth considering is bringing just an actual blanket with your sleeping bag. Um, yeah, and I would recommend that blanket possibly being something waterproof as well. Um, yeah, if you, it, most things, everything that you're holding your clothes in as well, I would count that into the waterproof category. The dry bag. The dry bag, which you told me about a few weeks ago, had never heard of them before, but that's, that's on my list. I'm buying that for this, this summer. The dry bag is like kind of a bag you bring, that people bring on like kayaks and stuff if they're going in the water. So they put all their valuables up into it, roll it up and it closes down, but you can also push the air out of it. So it makes everything more, more compact. When you're packing it. Where can people get dry bags? Because <laughs> I think everyone should have one. Any of those outdoor shops like um, that sell, uh, you know, like uh, ski jackets and stuff like that. There are mm. those like in Cork, the 53 degrees north. or Outdoor adventure Outdoor adventure Or I bought my one in the Army Surplus store in Middleton. So any of yeah. those shops, you'll get them there as well. I think another thing for the tent is to bring, is a good idea to bring a little hang up lamp for inside your tent yes oh my god that's something that everybody forgets and then there's maybe one person in the group that has to share said fucking lamp for the weekend with people yeah the hang up lamp to hang from the roof of the tent but also a torch for you to bring say if you're like you know you're going in you're not coming back until like two in the morning or whatever and it's pitch black and you can't find your tent have a torch that you can stick in your pocket yeah and see i figured something out there well um Actually, I was watching Burr Grylls one time. And <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> he didn't have one of those hang-up lamps for the tent, but he did have a torch. Uh-huh. And then he made a hang-up lamp. So basically what he did was got, you know those little paint cartons of milk? Mm. The kind of translucent ones with the little screw on top? Yeah. And cut a little hole in one of those and put the torch inside it. Oh, so it dispersed the light And it dispersed further. it makes it kind of softer. Uh, so instead of having like a really sharp beam, you've got a little... Th- little lamp thing going on that's a really good idea just in case you're stuck so there's your yeah that's your um our fucking macgyver uh test the festival thing um yeah i've done the whole torch hanging from the top of the tent as well it's necessary you need to see what you're fucking doing do you bring food to festivals yes i do uh i I already know how you (laughs) feel about that well i do because like it does cut down on some spending because it can be expensive enough if you are someone that eats a lot (laughs) a lot as well um i always bring like i do always bring fruit and nuts um and like cereal berries and stuff like that um because it's just handy to have those bits with you and i i know we spoke about this before and you said that I think, did you just say it's pointless? Well, I've brought food to festivals before and I haven't eaten all of it or nobody wanted it. Um, But at the same time, definitely nuts is a good idea Mm -hmm. and things that don't go off in the heat. Oh God, yeah. When I brought fruit the last time, it was all really warm, so it wasn't that nice to eat it. 
because it was kind of like toasted a little bit by the sun. Oh yeah, yum. Um, yeah, but if you're desperate and you've got like a, I don't know, like a bag of oranges on you, and you wake up in the morning and you're really hungover, you just start sharing out oranges between people, and it's it's yeah. I did have some jellies and some M and M's, peanut M and M's oh, last year. Oh, definitely have the sugar rush as well. That's going to be necessary at some point. Yeah. Um, I don't think, yeah, other than that, like you can't really bring that much food because if you are trying to keep your packing down to one bag of all the stuff that you're bringing, you don't want to be bringing a half a bag of food with you. You were saying the last day about your little morning routine of <laughs> like helping people get over my little um, my my little festival fairy routine of like helping everyone with their hangovers. So this is interesting because I had in Electric Picnic last year a little bit of a morning routine set up for for like waking up and actually sort of some supplements and stuff like that that mm. were really useful so what was your one so mine is the less uh, I suppose the less healthy way <laughs> um, so it's uh, Baraka and a Duralite in a glass of water and drop some codeine into that as well and knock that back and you're fucking golden 20 minutes later you're ready to go this is not a Done. medical recommendation by the way uh, no it is my recommendation though because <laughs> <laughs> Don't take codeine in the morning. <laughs> I do take codeine in the morning. It's the only way you're going to survive. <laughs> um, no, coming from me and all of the people around me who've gone to the fest- festivals with me over the years, this has always worked and they've always thanked me afterwards. Um, every morning, just wake up and I would just get them ready. I just have like a row of all the... And also reusable glasses, not plastic that you're going to throw away. Um, and then just bring them around to all your friends in the morning and then everyone's sorted for the day. My routine last year was to take some ZMA supplement, supplements ZMA. at nighttime. Zinc and magnesium. Oh, okay. And really good for helping sleep quality. And we had um, another supplement called 5-HTP, which is a natural herbal serotonin booster. Okay, so we were taking those at night time and then in the morning time I had a multivitamin, some fish oil and I think that was it. Was there something else we were taking in the morning? Some fish oil, a multivitamin and sometimes a little vitamin D mm-hmm. capsule as well. Okay. Which is helping with the, re- the recovery. Yeah. And Diorolite was going around as well. Diorolite is a must. Where you, get, you can just pick Diorolite up. In well, just go to Boots or any pharmacy um, and you get them in a big box. There's a box and you them for like four quid or something like that. So Diorolite is an electrolyte that helps to replace some things that are lost from... It's from drinking like and sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I was at the tent last year and I didn't bring any Diorolite but somebody else had it. And one of my friends was there as well. And the person who had the Diorolite said, here, do you want a Diorolite to my other friend? And he was like, yeah, what's it for? He's like, oh, it, it, it's for hydration, like hydrate you. Mm-hmm. He's like, but does water not hydrate you? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> which is a good point as well. Is that it's, I think a water bottle is a good call to bring. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I suppose it depends on the festivals you're going to, but there are water stations everywhere. There should be water stations everywhere. Definitely have like a, a bottle on you at all times. It's going to be needed. I know it's like you're going to be drinking cans and you're mostly going to be focused on booze, but like... Well, actually, I didn't drink really hardly I that much in go- festivals. I was like, actually going to ask you that. Um, do, do you drink much in festivals? Not really, because... Since the vibe, the vibes are so good anyway, and the drinks that I had last year at Electric Picnic say were we just kind of like 
seen the drinks as a treat. I had a couple of cocktails and stuff like that. Okay. So just, it wasn't like a constant stream of cans no. from the morning until you went about. No. Oh, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I would be more like that at festivals. Well, no, in like in recent years, I've definitely, I would pace myself, but I'm, I would still continue to drink throughout the day um, and taking water breaks as well, though. That was the only way I'd survive. Yeah, there's no right or, way, right or wrong way, I suppose. Everyone kind of goes and does their own thing. Just do your own thing. Some people just, like, you know, just want to go and go hard at it from the minute they arrive on the Friday morning until the Monday morning and st- still party on the way home in the car. Um, it depends on what experience you want and, like, why you're there as well or who you're with as well. If you're in bad company, then... It can be a tough festival. Don't be in bad company. That's one of the number one rules. Uh, yeah, make sure you're going with sound people. <laughs> I think that the the approach for the weekend, for me, is another factor is the week after the festival. Sometimes I'm considering like, how am I going to be next week? Because you have, if you have to go back to work on Tuesday, mm. then I suppose you need to be a little bit cognizant of that in a way. Oh no, most definitely. Not to say that you're holding back during the festival, but no. But like, I mean, if you if you are going, like, like it's Tuesday. Oh yeah, I have definitely learned from experience on that one. Going into work at seven a.m. on the Tuesday morning and absolutely rattled and falling asleep in work. Actually, I've done that a couple of times after festivals. So we've got the tent stuff basically covered. We've got the food stuff. Clothes-wise, I suppose everyone kind of brings, has their own their own style and stuff, but I think it's the essentials are like a raincoat. Oh, like most definitely. You can't, even if you're looking at the forecast and it's saying it's like 25 degrees for the whole weekend, bring a fucking raincoat and wellies or like docks or whatever, waterproof shoes. Um, they're an absolute must you can't go to a festival in Ireland without a raincoat. I know. It's a blessing if you don't need it, but... Oh, no, it's if, amazing. If you do need it and you haven't got one, then you're kind of going to be under pressure. Oh, it's horrible, yeah. Like, nine times out of ten, in all the festivals that I've been to over the years, like, it's rained at least, you know, one day of the festival. Um, I bring a woolly hat in, in the idea. same instance. Like, even if it's telling you that it's really warm and all, like, for the whole weekend, come six o'clock in the morning whatever time you're going to bed you're going to want to wear that tent like in the tent trying to sleep and keep warm Will you have is like a hug <sighs> at night time you're just festival. getting in you're like snuggling into a tent like maybe 10 other people in the tent with you but yeah woolly hat woolly socks i always bring for going to sleep as well because it get, does get real real cold from a the point of view sun cream is important as well actually. oh I think yeah um i learned the hard way uh, I didn't bring sun cream to, uh, I think it was, oh, it was oxygen years ago and I got sunstroke on the last day. Don't get sunstroke, bring sun cream. Bring sun cream and also don't stay in the fucking sun for too long. Sun cream, <clears throat> I had antihistamines with me last year because I do sometimes suffer from hay fever and uh, eye drops, which were actually a lifesaver because the hay fever did kick in last year in body and soul for me yeah. and I was able to take them and get a bit of relief from it. Yes, um, I, I would say as along the antihistamine route, definitely bring them, but also um, this DEET stuff like the, the insect repellent. Oh, yes, that's a good That idea. has to go in the bag because like you're talking about like the likes of body and soul. It's the middle of the summer and you're hanging around trees and shit like that for the weekend. You're going to get eaten alive. So I always bring insect, insect, insect repellent as well. This kind of brings us neatly on to something else I think we should talk about, but bum bags. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you what do you want to say about them? Well, I think that a bum bag is a good idea. I think so too. I was actually so like I'm kind of prepping at the minute. Some fanny pack, bum bag. Yeah, fanny pack is more of a is that more of a, an Irish term for them? Bum bag is like the Americanized term for it. Not that it matters. Last year we were calling them tactical exterior pockets <laughs> <laughs> tactical exterior pockets okay well like i think that's a good name no it is a good name it is a good name okay we're gonna so for anyone who's listening in now uh bum bag is now referenced as a tactical exterior tep. pocket hmm? tep tep TP. so bring some teps um, <laughs> just, one. just one. one tep but yeah because i'm gonna that was uh so i was like running through a checklist in my head this morning for it takes a village and i was like bum bag was one of the first things that came into my head i was like shit i don't have one i'm gonna have to buy one but after like, body and so last year i didn't i used my bum bag for about three months every single day uh, because of the free, like, it gives you a lot of freedom like you it gives you stuff in your bum bag Wrap it around your chest. Well, like, what are you going to bring in with you anyway? You're going to bring your phone because you don't want to get, like, you know, if you get separated from people or whatever, you, you, you're you going to have your phone on you. And you're probably, I don't know, well, fags if you smoke. <laughs> phone, sunglasses. Sunglasses, absolutely. Antihistamines. Do you carry those around with you? If hay fever, if you get hay oh, fever, like, okay. and then you're suffering from hay fever. You're going to be dropping those a lot, yeah. Yeah. What else in the bum bag? Lip balm and chewing gum. Oh, oh yes, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lip balm and chewing gum have to, that's in your essentials packing list for sure. Um, Some money. Money, Some money, yes. I always bring cash. Um, I I did this, like, when I first started going to festivals, it was always just, I only brought cash, which you're taking a risk of having, like, depending on how much money, but you could have a high volume of cash on you for the entire weekend. But fuck queuing at an ATM for an hour. What happened to me last year was I had a few people's tickets and they gave me the cash for the tickets when I got up there. Oh. And then I actually had ended up with too much cash. Uh, but definitely the cash is a good idea. Mm. Also, though, I think that with the stuff that you're bringing all together, so you have this, if you have your bum bag, you've got the stuff that's in your bum bag mm. and then you've got the stuff that you're leaving in your tent. Yeah. I think it's important to not leave anything too valuable in your tent. Fuck like no. if it's going to, if it goes missing, that you're going to be completely screwed for the rest of your life. Exactly. For example, like don't bring your, all your debit cards and leave them in your tent or even in your bum bag. Like a Revolut card is a good idea if you're bringing a debit card. If you have a Revolut account. <laughs> yeah. Revolut, you can just open one. Well, yeah. Or a prepaid card so that at least then if you lose it, you're not, you're not losing your actual home. bank card. Yeah. Well, what I actually do is I don't bring my bank card at all. So this goes back to me saying, like, I only bring cash. Like, this is just how I've always operated at festivals. is like not wanting to queue for so long or whatever. So I just leave my bank card at home and have a lot of cash on me. Another thing that you mentioned to me the other day is that you don't actually bring your actual phone. No, never um because i don't want to lose it uh so i always have a burner phone just for festivals uh just even if you don't it's 20 quid and it's just you don't have to worry about charging it you don't have to if you don't have a power bank or whatever and like putting it into the charging stations paying for it to be charged going back waiting it's just like too much hassle um the battery just lasts the entire weekend and the last few festivals that i've been at actually people have lost their phones because mm. there are definitely people who go around just stealing phones. Oh, absolutely. At Electric Picnic last year, one of our friends had her phone stolen and actually got it back in the end. But it was because the cops came across this tent 
that had an absolute a collection of collection phones. of phone, like a massive bundle of phone covers. Oh. But the phones were gone, and then they were able to kind of trace back to where, wherever the people came from. But then there's been other times when people have been with have had their phones stolen, and most of the time, obviously, you don't get it back. So it's a, yeah. it is a good idea that you said. I actually, I think it's a good idea to bring a power bank along. Yeah, I mean, okay, if you are going to bring your your phone, like your smartphone or whatever, then yeah, bring a power bank because you're just saving yourself the hassle of, again, it's all of, it's saving yourself time, like waiting in queues at festivals is no crack. And like, unless you're completely stuck, you shouldn't be queuing up to charge your phone. Yeah. You're just like looking at the queues there being like, that's a rookie mistake. If you're spending an hour queuing up to get your phone charged. Why? Like, is it, unless you're so desperately lost, that would be the only reason that you're like, I need to queue to get my phone charged. If it's for the reason of like taking photographs and stuff, like, I'm sorry, like live in the moment, you're at a festival, forget the photos. When I had my phone with me last year, I was just putting it on and off airplane mode, just turn it off mm. whenever I wasn't using it so and then turn like it back on when I need to find people. Battery. Yeah. But you had said to me, like, so you didn't thoroughly agree with doing the whole um, burn your phone thing because it's easy to put everything to, say into a WhatsApp group. So your entire group of friends that you're going to the festival with, you can, if anyone gets lost or whatever, it's in the group. And it's just easier point of contact than just trying to ring like 10 different people trying to, to locate everyone. That's probably maybe a nice place to move on to as a subject for the podcast here is how you are connecting with your group of friends and mm. people that are looking for looking out for each other and stuff like that. Yeah, like, that's big. You see it so many times. Last year, I was at, uh, when we were at Electric Picnic last year, there was a girl, we were just kind of sitting on the grass outside one of the tents and there was a girl in front of us who was thrown up, I said this to you before, yeah, yeah. and she was like thrown up on herself, she was crying, she was in a bad way and we went over to give her a bottle of water and just mm. make sure she was okay and we were like, is there anyone, like, are your friends around, anyone that you know or are you lost or what's the story? Because she looked, she looked like she was just distressed and kind of lost and she was like no my boyfriend's just there and he was sitting beside her <gasps> clearly not looking out for Fucking asshole. for each other excuse me I know Gosh, so that's not okay the other side of it is that the group that we had were it was we had a whatsapp group together and people yeah. were able to say oh where are you I'm at the such and such a place and then or does anybody has anybody seen Lisa around yeah. oh, I've seen her at the food place oh yeah it? she was yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she's front and centre at something and she's not leaving for the next two hours grand <laughs> That's it. so I think that going whoever you end up with or whoever you're going with it is important that, that people are looking out for each other at festivals oh it's so big because like it depends on you know obviously if you're going to one of the bigger festivals like Electric Picnic you can get lost really easy and trying to, you could spend hours trying to find your group of friends and being on your own at a festival can sometimes be lovely and you can do that by choice and like you're like wander off on your own for a few hours but if you're like I don't know out of your mind drunk and then you suddenly realize you're lost that's a horrible place to be like you know at a festival trying to find everyone we had a couple of things last year that was quite good within our group so the first thing was if somebody was lost or you were trying to find the rest of the group there was this <laughs> thing where you put your hand up in the air and do this Open and close your hand. <laughs> so that your hand, like, so, like, so what is that? Literally... Like, crab m- m- motions with your hand, <laughs> except your hand is reached up over the top of the crowd. And then if someone from your group looks up and sees a hand doing that, yes. then they'll do it. And then you know where each other are and then you can meet each other. That's a really good idea, actually. And Have the, uh, a little, like, a kind of a code thing yeah. in your group of friends. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, that reminds me, I used to, it depends on the group of people that I'm going with, but years ago, what we used to do is... Um, we would all carry like a coloured cloth 
on us so like I'd usually just like stick mine in my bra or whatever and if I couldn't find anyone I would just wave the coloured cloth in the air and that was our group of friends thing like that's something it does take pre-planning you're like okay we're going to the festival this week what's going to be our thing how do we find each other and always have like two or three points as well of this is where you'll find me or like if you get lost go here someone will be like you know we'll check on you or whatever or we'll check these three different points in like the main area or something to that effect it is good to have your tents organized together as well oh, and God, yeah. if people aren't arriving at the same time then what you can do is just bring your friend's tent and pitch it for them so yeah. that they have their tent ready and it's beside your own and that kind of creates a bit of a focal point also but we had this thing last year where we just decided that we were always going to meet at a concert if we said i'll meet you at the gig later on at Mm. at 10 o'clock that we were always meeting at the sound desk in front of the sound desk yes that was mine as well so the sound desk is always in front of the stage right in the middle exactly and there's always a sound desk there's always a sound desk at every single yeah it depends on the festival like it might be off to the side or whatever but you know there's going to be a sound desk there that's definitely one of the smarter ways to find people is to meet everybody there and like I've done that as well kind of like oh I'm going to go and see whatever at 8 o'clock and then everybody else is going to something else at the same time and then trying to find people sound desk definitely the best way to go um yeah I suppose like just you have to be really wary of the people around you, like, you know, you're like being kind of mindful of your friends when you're going. I think it's really important because somebody could get lost and have a horrible time. And just saying this as a woman, but, you know, like a woman getting lost on her own and it's pitch black, you know, it's 12 o'clock at night at a festival and she cannot find her way around the place. It can be quite dangerous. So you need to have like a few systems in place of like looking out for each other or kind of going oh hey I haven't uh geez I haven't seen Anna in half an hour and everybody kind of checks in yeah all all you need to do is just check in to see yeah, where someone is has anybody seen one of her friends recently or someone might be like oh yeah they're at, they're at the other gig there so oh yeah I saw him 10 minutes ago he's having a great time grand yeah. check in again in a while <laughs> and like being at a festival is an amazing experience it can be an amazing experience and yeah. it is an amazing experience most of the time but sometimes it it can like for one reason or another, whether you're drunk or you've just been lost or you're just really tired or sometimes like people are taking drugs and they're having a bad, a bad, a bad, they're having a bad buzz. Yeah. And there, I suppose there's, it's important to have maybe a bit of awareness about that as well. Mm-hmm. And that there are, as you see it more often now, like tents where you can go to get help or just kind of go in and chill out for a while. Just, just like, kind well, of I suppose they're all the medical tents and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And like the, any of the staff, like my experience by and large over the years is like, they are looking out for people as well. Um, I remember Body and Soul maybe three years ago, it was three or four years ago anyway. And it was like the middle of the day and it was definitely a very, there was a lot of people taking drugs and it was obvious that's fine and you know like each their own and like look after yourself look after your friends in that scenario but I saw a lot of the medical staff like actually looking out for people and like if they there was people passed out in the ground and like people walking over them or whatever and I just saw medical staff like running up and like stretching them away and bringing them into the tent making sure they're okay um and actually trying to find their friends for them as well so, like, if anyone is in trouble, the medical tents are there for a reason. If you're having a bad time for whatever reason, um, bring yourself to one of those. There's also the, 
little chill out zones like there's a zen kind of garden in body and soul there is it's lovely <laughs> maybe not if you need medical attention well, don't no. go there but <laughs> if you no. just want to go and relax for a while yeah I mean, like, it's not all about, like, going fucking mental and, like, being, like, up to 90 for the entire weekend. There is definitely elements of, like, just going and chilling out for a while. And those areas are there for a reason. Um, particularly during the day. They're used a lot more during the day, but... There have been periods where I've just said to my friends here, I'm going to go for a wee walk around by myself and go yeah. to the, the Zen Garden and I'll see you later on. Yeah. And... Because it can be really intense. Like festivals are a very intense experience. They're magical and wonderful and it's so much fun and you can get really caught up in that. Um, there, you need time out and like time to yourself as well is a big thing. If you can get the half an hour like every day because you're around people constantly and you don't have like five minutes to just go, but this is what I want to do. But the festival vibe, like there is always a meditation, some, some meditation on or a bit of yoga yeah. or like there's sometimes the, the hot tubs, mm. the sound baths are another amazing thing. What the hell? I didn't get to go to one last year, but it was just right outside it. And it, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to go to one this year, whether the festival or not, but it's like a tent and they start, they have all these percussion instruments like gongs and the singing bowls and tuning forks and rain sticks and they just fill the whole place with sound you lie there it, oh, it seems amazing a sound bath yeah. okay I get it now <laughs> that does sound lovely um, ther- therapeutic for for the mind and <laughs> soul it's something that we've it's come up a couple of times so far has mm. been drugs and how people <laughs> yeah. take drugs or, and it's it's kind of a tricky subject in that anything that we're saying in this podcast isn't it's not gospel. It's not gospel, <laughs> but we're not saying go and take loads of drugs. But no. it is a thing that's a big part of festivals for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, it is a risky thing to do regardless of what way you go about it. But I think that maybe if people are going to festivals for the first time or, mm. or haven't got the experience of, or even in your group of friends, haven't got the experience yeah. of, of um, what that's like or... Well, it's like, it's it's kind of this, like, I suppose just quickly to say, like, it's like this kind of mantra that I have at festivals over the last couple of years, like getting a little bit older as well. You're kind of like, I need to take it a bit slower. I can't go, you know, my early 20s, I used to go like for leather for the entire weekend and not really suffer consequences. But um, it would just be, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So like, take it easy you know, take each day as well. Don't just kind of go mental for the Friday and then fuck yourself for the weekend. And that goes, that really does go with the whole substance side of things. It's kind of a tricky subject because obviously... It is. First of all, taking drugs is illegal. (laughs) Second of all, you're not allowed to bring drugs into a festival. Yeah. And third of all, if you're taking drugs, you're taking a risk in that you're hardly ever going to know exactly what you're taking. No, not in... No. No, you're not. Not in this country. Um, Like, we've spoken about this before, like, just in conversation. Like, a lot of the UK festivals have, like, drug testing kits. They're there. They exist for a reason. And that's because they've just accepted the fact that people are going to be taking drugs. So do it in the, the safest way possible. And that is to at least test and know what you're putting into your body. That's not really here in Ireland. Um, I kind of had a conversation with somebody about this last week and they said, well, they kind of are there, but it's not, it's not advertised. At festivals? At festivals. I, I was told last week that there was some at Body and Soul last year. I think there, there are drug testing kits you can bring you can buy yourself, yourself, isn't there? 
yeah, you can buy them online and, and bring them yourself, you know, whether you want to test your substances before you go or you want to do it at the festival or whatever. Like, yeah, they're illegal. Yeah, you're not supposed to bring them with you, but they are everywhere at festivals. That's just a fact. I think, though, it's, it is kind of a tricky thing to discuss for the reasons that we've mentioned. At the same time, it is going on and... I think it has to be spoken about. Yeah, I don't want to avoid the situation or mm. avoid the avoid the topic as yeah. such, but uh, I suppose with any kind of thing that you're doing, if you're doing it for the first time, mm. then the risk is higher. And also, mm. if you're doing it for the first time without knowing where you're getting Ooh. anything from, that's it makes it even riskier. And also, actually, the setting you're in a festival because of the intensity of it. And, you know, you're not at home. You're not in familiar surroundings. You might get lost from your friends. Like, there's all of that attached to it as well. That's, like, heightening the risk even more. If we were to break it down, then I suppose one good piece of advice would be not to buy drugs off someone that you don't know. Oh, my God. I would absolutely, like, do not buy drugs from somebody at the festival. Like, fine okay I'm just gonna say like if you are gonna if you plan on taking whatever like buy it beforehand and yeah you run the risk of like getting caught on the way in just be smart about where you're putting it blah 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 but like uh don't I would say never ever buy drugs at a festival like don't you like I've been at festivals where people have died from taking pills that they've bought at festivals and there's kind of like there will be people going with giant bags of drugs to sell them but like Oh, just don't do it. it don't a, take the risk. Please don't take the risk. There is a risk anyway, regardless of where you're buying them, but it's much higher if it's you're buying them. much higher. Especially if you're in party mode and someone's offering it to you and you it's just buy it off the Two o'clock in the morning on the Saturday and like you're told that somebody is selling or whatever. And yeah, I just, I wouldn't take the risk. It's not worth it. The other thing that you mentioned there is a setting that you're taking it in. Yeah. And which is important in that if, you're within your group of friends where you're feeling comfortable and you're with people that you trust mm. is a very different situation than ending up by yourself or with a group of strangers. Yeah, and it's like pitch black and you have no idea like what tent you're in or like what tent your friends said they were going to be in. And it just, it's a horrible, horrible place to be. And like that can... That's when you run to the, in my opinion, like run to the medical tent. If you do find yourself in that situation, like they'll, they, you know, first of all, they'll make sure you're okay. And like, they'll give you water. And some people have a terrible reaction to whatever they're taking as well. Um, and like, that's running in, you know, speaking about like the risk of taking something that you don't know what you're taking. Um, but it can lead to a very, very unsafe and shitty time for you if you end up getting lost in that scenario. So just be really careful. People do take them, but like, just do it in the smartest way possible. If you're planning on taking a certain drug, mm. I suppose this goes across the board, but it is worthwhile doing some research on what you're going to take. Yeah. Or what you're planning on taking. Definitely. In terms of how much you should be taking, how long it takes to kick in, what the what after the effects are. What the effects at the time as well kind of are. Um, and definitely afterwards, um, doing your research is is definitely a big thing. And again, like that doesn't take any of the risk of actually taking it away or how your body's going to react with a particular drug or compound or whatever. Um, 
yeah, you just don't know. Again, it's a risk every single time, but do your research first at the very least. <laughs> it does come back also to looking at your friends yeah. as well, especially if there are drugs taken. Yeah, I think you should be, even if you're one of the people in the group that has taken something, um, the, you just should be mindful in that circumstance that there are other people around you doing the same thing and that you might be having the best time in the world and like running around the place and thinking this like life is wonderful but do take in with your buddies particularly in those in in those scenarios because that might not be the case for everyone around you yeah you need to be extra mindful <laughs> drinking drugs don't do them kids <laughs> don't go in the water <gasps> yeah that's don't <laughs> <laughs> do I, not go into the water no in in like it would anything in your system uh please please don't because that's just that's silly and there there are a lot of festivals in ireland where there are bodies of water the thing that the thing that we're talking about in terms of uh you know being aware of what's going on around you mm. when you go to a festival and I would say that this is the case for a lot of people going to the festival. It is kind of like an escape from real life. Yeah. But at the same time, it's important to be respectful of the people who are around. And last year, I think, was a bit of a watershed for the group behavior of festival goers because of the coverage that the mess got mm. after Electric Picnic. Oh, so you're talking about everybody leaving, leaving your everything stuff. behind them. But at the same time, a couple of years ago, I was at a festival and there was we came across a girl who was clearly like it was like four o'clock in the morning half four in the morning very distraught and very distressed and someone had stolen the top of her tent and so it wasn't waterproof anymore her tent was soaking and one of her friends within was in her own tent with with a fella and okay. the first friend went and said, here, my tent is Banjax. It's got a big puddle of water in it. Can I stay in your tent? And the, the friend, her friend told her to beat it and get out of there <sighs> because she was in with the fella, which was mental. And I don't know, is that behaviour that... She's a bad friend. <laughs> that could have been behaviour that she mightn't have done of a regular day, but mm. because they were at a festival and it was kind of like... Kind of saying fuck it to everything. Yeah. Yeah, which I totally get because you're like, this is my chance to just like let loose for three days and like fucking like shake it out and completely unwind. But like... You can do that and not be an asshole at but the same time. My favourite thing about festivals is that you're connecting with people in ways yeah. you don't get the opportunity to do otherwise. Absolutely. And especially your friends, like friends that you may have been hanging out with during the year. But you might you only see them like every six months and then like go, all of you going as a group to a festival is like this unreal experience as a group of friends. Like, yeah, personally, but as like, it's a holiday. <laughs> That's the best thing about festivals for me, even better than the music and stuff, is the coming together with people and having, yeah. a, good, having a good time with them. And That's what it's about. Like. Being a part of a group that are all looking out for each other. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like the way that when the snow happened in Cork last year, everyone in Cork was so happy. That they were like, <laughs> oh, your car's broken down. We'll come and push it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have enough food in the house? Do you want to lift anywhere? And then the snow was gone. Everyone was like, right, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Not but, even saying hello to each other, walking past each other. Yeah, but there again. is that community vibe in festivals. Massive. Can be. Yeah, and I suppose there's like a, a very low tolerance for people acting the dickhead as well. In my experience, anyway. Yeah, they just like don't condone that stuff at all. I think that the after the the aftermath of festivals is an important aspect to to touch on. In that, yes. whatever you bring to a festival, you need to be bringing it away again, yeah. not leaving. I suppose the only your thing, shit there. to be honest, the only thing you're leaving behind you are your cans. 
that you're going to put well, you into a bag. Put yeah, but that's no, I, oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. But I mean, like, actually put into a bag and put into a bin, not just like discarded everywhere. But like, realistically, the only thing that you're not bringing back to you is what you've consumed, which is your booze, in my eyes. Everything else, bring it home with you. Um, it's something I never understood why you would leave your stuff behind you. It just never made sense to but me. But there was that thing where they were saying, if you leave your tent here, that's going to go to a refugee camp or something like that. That's but a load of shit. Or, correct me if I'm wrong. I know, I think that, I mean, it may have been a thing at some stage, but when you look at the campsites after festivals now, especially the big ones like Electric Picnic, it's absolute carnage. Most of the tents that are there are unusable anyway. They're unusable. And I've actually been to a few where, and this is definitely commonplace, where they've been set on fire. Like, like, don't send your tent on fire. Don't <laughs> don't set anything on fire at a festival. No. Just, That's a good rule. It's a very good rule. Yeah. That maybe we should have put that at the top. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, like that's to just kind of tie into that is like, I always, we spoke about this before, is like bringing, bringing a roll of black bags or like a few oh, refuse yeah. sacks. Yeah. Um, I did that, yeah, again from day one was just being like, look after your own shit and like clean up after yourself so always bring the rubbish bags put all your cans in and bring there's there is like the bin areas or whatever last year last year we started to clean up around our tent and we had some spare black bags that we found and then once people seen us starting to clean up a little bit they all chipped in they all chipped in cleared a massive area of the campsite that we were staying in last year it's so important like it's, I don't know. I, like, I, there is that whole like letting loose and like I don't give a shit about anything. And I think that kind of attitude really shows when you look at like the Monday of the the festival site and people just like I don't give a fuck and they just leave everything behind them. And it's it's really not okay to do it. Like but there are festivals in Ireland that really emphasise not doing that. Mm. And I think that there are really good examples, especially the smaller festivals. The smaller festivals are certainly better. I think that culture isn't a part of the festival at all. Yeah, and a lot of the time. Well, I think it's kind of, maybe it's, it's, in my opinion, it's something kind of new to Irish festivals is actually being more environmentally conscious because, like, fuck, man, 10, 12 years ago when I started going to festivals, that was never a thing, like, recycling or, you know, it was just, it was carnage. When you think about a festival 10 years ago, if someone left their tent at a festival 10 years ago, that tent is still in landfill somewhere right now. Yeah. Oh, it still exists. Yeah. Think about what you're doing, people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have touched on quite a lot of things not to do and negative stuff about festivals. Maybe we should yeah, like, we've definitely done a negative, not a negative side of things, but it was like, here, don't do this. <laughs> it's important to say that festivals are unbelievable. Yes. And one thing that I think I'll probably do this year is maybe plan who I'm going to go to a little bit more because oh. there's so many things going on. So I always do this. This is my thing for like the planning. It's day beforehand or whatever, whenever you have time. But I look at the day by day breakdown and I'm such a nerd. I get out like I have a highlighter <laughs> and I highlight all the bands that I want to go to um, because you can miss so much at a festival and like miss bands that you really want to see for one reason or another. You get caught up doing something else. You're having too much crack over here with your friends. That's totally fine. But, um, yeah, I would, I always like, yeah, it's either circling, circling everything with a pen or a highlighter and just going like, this is what I want to go to for the weekend. Um, 
you get like really good value for money that way but it's a nice way of introducing as well like if you're going to a group of friends and you're like oh you know so-and-so is playing next like I've never heard of him before I'm like oh trust me these guys are going to be amazing and it's like a really nice way of introducing your friends to like new music or like a different experiences so yeah I think it's good to plan ahead some of the bigger festivals have apps there's an app called Muddy as well that has a listings for festival gigs and stuff that you can kind of highlight the ones you want to go to really as at Ziggit last year they had their own app and you could just star the the gigs you wanted wanted to go to it's worth checking that out that's actually really handy it's much better than getting a highlighter and (laughs) printing out your day by day plan yeah okay especially at the bigger festivals there are other things that are going on aside from the music yeah like performances and the arts and stuff like that and um, some places have workshops and food as well some of the food uh, at the festivals these days is unbelievable it's uh, the, the standard of the food that you can get at festivals has definitely gotten a lot better food on board at body and soul that's Which where I'm is playing. Run by Rapperman. <laughs> hey, you are playing actually. What's the story there? So what are you um, doing this year? So I this year for yeah. festivals. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm playing at It Takes a Village this weekend on the Friday and the Sunday. Um, I'm doing another podcast um, as well on the Saturday down there. And I was asked this morning to do Body and Soul, so I'm actually going to be playing in the the Food on Board area. Rebel Matters exclusive. Yeah. So this is, to be honest, I haven't even got back to the person yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't confirmed with the person. But yeah, I'm playing Body and Soul. <laughs> um, but the food on board area at Body and Soul is great. And it's it's a really nice area to just like, you can go get really good food, but you can go, you can chill out. There's DJs playing like myself. And it's just like a really nice pocket at Body and Soul to nourish yourself <laughs> and there with the, from a food point of view there are a lot of nice local food companies that go to the festivals with the smaller festivals again like they kind of really focus on supporting all of the kind of independent food businesses and stuff like that um so yeah i think like the standard has gotten a lot better and the pricing as well because i remember years ago kind of just getting like a really you know chips and a burger for like 12 quid and being absolutely manky feeling horrible afterwards and then really wanting to eat an hour an hour later again um so yeah food is much much better last year palmetto pizza from cork were at electric mm. picnic and i went there and it was amazing did was like do you survive on pizza for the weekend mm. well my strategy <laughs> for the food was oh, to yeah. eat was to have enough money so i could get like two good meals and pick a where day. I wanted to go a day. Yeah. And then... Some I, people only do two good meals in an entire weekend. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I would advise against that. But like, I mean, each person's different. Some people can actually do an entire weekend with two meals. I can't. I need to be constantly eating. I kind of handpicked the places that I wanted to go to. Mm. I knew them from, uh, whether they were in Cor- from Cork or i seen them at festivals before. Someone recommended them. And I kind of went there on purpose as like, I had a like, little treat meal. Yeah. I was like, kind of set, set myself aside and enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I wasn't too worried then about bringing food with me that much. So it was a little bit more expensive to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I do kind of, it is cost effective just to bring a bit of food with you. But there is some really, really good food available. So You mentioned something earlier about sleep and quality of sleep. And something yeah. else just popped into my head. Go on. Two of the best things that I brought last year to the festivals yeah. were earplugs. Oh, massive. And the earplugs that I have are Max, I think they're called. 
and the little, they're like little the ones putty, you give me yeah, yes they are max putty earplugs ear that you mould and you actually don't put them in your ear you spread them over the the outside of your ear um, I can I'll get back to everybody after this weekend and I'll tell you how good they are <laughs> and an eye mask as well is very useful oh, yes particularly uh, if you're at, doesn't when it's a camping festival yeah I mean it's the it's going to be bright when you're going to sleep, most likely. So just to get those few hours, earplugs and an eye mask, fluffy socks, pillow. Um, I sometimes bring thermals. Like for, say, electric picnic, it's in September. It's very cold at nighttime. So I would actually have thermals for going to sleep as well. Something a little bit connected with sleep, but mm. like... Bring condoms to the festival. If yeah, you can, lads, come on to fuck. <laughs> like, just be sensible. Like, bring condoms. Whether whether you go if you're single, you're in a relationship, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, bring condoms because festival sex, whatever you know, whether you're into it or not, it's quite filthy. <laughs> but um, just be very smart and like, oh, uh, just in the what to bring essentials. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of plasters when you say condoms, but bring packet of plasters as well. That's a toilet roll. And toilet roll, yes. I always bring, so for your bum bag, I would have uh, wee pack tissues because um, you're going to go to Port Lou at some stage and you're going to get caught short for toilet roll. So definitely always have tissue on you. Bum bag essentials. Bum bag essentials, some tissues in that as well, yeah. Where do we go from here? After sleep. Um... I'm not, I feel like we're, are we missing anything like really important? What about after a festival? That's kind of a critical time to get yourself back on track, reintegrate yourself into reintegrating into society. <laughs> it is, it's actually, it's quite a shock to the system. And you can feel like absolute shit after a festival sometimes. Well, like, yeah. like you've been up, not getting that much sleep. You've been having all the a great time for a whole weekend, hopefully. For three, hopefully having a great time, yeah, for three full days. Um, and like, bear in mind, you're most, you're walking a lot. Like you're on your feet and you're, st- you're either walking or dancing uh, for, you know, 15 hours of the day. Well, you know, give or take. <laughs> um, so yeah, your body is wrecked after the weekend. You're not sleeping in your own bed. There's all of that. Um, but with your mind as well, I think that's like, it's, it's your kind of mindfulness afterwards can take a a major belt. Well, from like it. your mental health is something to look after after a fe- during a festival as well. Before, during and after. Yeah. Yeah. But after is when it, you know, will probably be at its like most fragile. <laughs> if it's possible to book a day off work the day after a festival, it's a good idea. Like if you are fortunate enough that you can like not go back till the Wednesday or even the Thursday amazing um yeah definitely you need to look after yourself like one of the things that I've learned is it's better not to be on your own after a festival when you get home and you're like you're after spending an entire weekend around a group of people and like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the area and then you get home and you drop your bags and you get into your bed or you have a shower actually is the first thing but um yeah being on your own directly after that level of 
intensity and having people around you nonstop to go to complete silence and being on your own is quite it just adds to the shock to your system so i think it's better to have like your your hangover day planned with a few people and be nice to yourself be so nice to yourself afterwards like what i do when i like i always have so i always tidy my room before i go to a festival so when i come home my room is really clean i if possible like have like fresh like fresh bed clothes ready for myself so that they're there on my bed hasn't been slept in yet um I always have food ready so like I even if you're you don't want you're definitely not going to want to like go to effort of cooking and stuff like that so like I don't know fucking frozen pizzas and all of that kind of like the real junk like hangover essential foods um I always have those ready um and they're the main things actually. I wonder what people are thinking. Listen, this is like these two old people talking about festivals, like are people this useful for people? I feel like this is good advice. What the what what we've been talking General, about? Like, I think so, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, especially if you're not used to going to festivals, I think this would be more Well actually, yeah. like there's plenty of people I know that have been going to festivals for years and do like repeat the same mistakes every year and be like, Oh, I forgot to bring X, Y, and Z and like I knew this going and yeah, and then you realise, like, all of those really small things are essential to survive. What were your favourite moments from festivals last year? Um, I actually only went to one festival last year, which was very unusual for me, because I usually go to lots. Um, I think for me last year, and it wasn't a camping festival, it was It Takes a Village, and um, I just had so much fun. It was the people. It was the vibe. Like, that's what I... Like, that's that's the whole thing for festivals for me is, like, walking in and every... It's the vibe and getting to spend time... Making new friends as well at festivals is great crack. Um, I, like I made some friends last year at festivals and I'm still... And you're still friends. I'm looking forward to meeting them again this year. That's fucking class. The guy that gave me a lift, Ian Maher, if he's listening to this... Shout two, out to Ian. Two years ago, gave me a lift to, to Electric Picnic. Was that the one where you were thumbing up yes. and like went last minute? Like 11 o'clock at night or half 11 at night, I got a lift hitchhiking to straight to Electric Picnic <laughs> a couple of years ago and we're still in and touch with each other. And you're still in touch. That's yeah. class. Um, I've, yeah, I've made friends over the years at festivals and it's weird. This weird thing usually happens where you uh, say the likes, like the bigger ones or whatever, even Body and Soul, um, I've always ended up camping with other Cork people that like didn't go with and I'll just hear the accent and they'd be like, you from Cork. Um, and then you just become friends with them because you hear the accent. Um, and I, you know, it's that like kind of pocket of people around you where you're camping, you know, get to know your neighbours at festivals. That's my favourite thing from last year was the fact that some of my friends who didn't know each other came together and we kind of camped together and became part of the same group yeah. at the festival. It was so good. And going to see... People that I know playing was the absolute <gasps> highlight of the festival for me last year. Kneecap followed them around the country basically last year, going <laughs> to all their gigs. Uh, Hermitage Green, Talos, Moxie, Shiva, and all these people that I knew that were just doing amazing stuff. Mm. And it was just such a privilege to be there and seeing them and supporting them and seeing them doing their thing. Yeah, Class. it is. That he as well, Bon Voyage, unbelievable. Yeah, and like I think basically, well, nearly everybody you just mentioned are doing festivals this summer again um yeah like what festival are you most looking forward to well it takes a village is on this week this so weekend. i'm going to be at that and actually i suppose people already have known but we're the rebel matter is going to be doing it i'm going to be doing a live podcast that which will Woo! be the first podcast live podcast of. first live podcast first podcast at a festival yep also 
Then, Body and Soul. I'm looking forward to that uh, electric picnic. And Lulunissa is a festival that oh, yeah. is in Belfast that's been on for the last three or four years, which is a really special one. And most of the stuff in that festival is done through Irish. And there's a few smaller festivals that, that I'd kind of like to go to as well. But it's a busy summer with other stuff that's happening. Mm, you, so yeah. I haven't overcommitted to festivals just yet. But yeah, but you've also just mentioned four. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not overcommitting. Four of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose it's like the smaller festival experience from going to like the huge ones and then going to the much smaller ones. The smaller ones are more my bag. It's like, it's a nicer vibe and you can just connect with people a lot better at them because it's smaller. Fell in the galley as well as up in Rakharan. That's a small one that's been on the go for the last few years, which is going to be really good. I think it's worthwhile looking up the smaller festivals because so. when you look at it, the bigger ones like Body and Soul and Electric Picnic and even Latitude and stuff like that there they have like yeah. massive marketing budgets so they're pushing their stuff on social media big time and they're class festivals they are class and they're like you know they're well run they have their shit down like the smaller festivals don't have the same budget so no. you kind of need to go and seek them out a little bit yourself I think so. so and like they're totally worth supporting because like all of those like those much smaller ones are people who like they have to work so hard to make it happen like they should be supported um, and there's some amazing stuff on like you don't know what you you could be missing out on like really really cool shit like it's true to say that at the smaller festivals you get to connect more with the people who are performing there you might even get to speak to them if they're going to be at the festival after the gig yeah um which is one thing that i'm actually really excited about this weekend because like i'm performing at it but i'm also working at it and you know like like being able to like kind of look after a couple of stages and like really get to meet all of the artists and like look after like you're looking after their needs but like you're getting to know so many new people like from all walks of life and that's what I love yeah that's like another part of festivals is like just the stories and like meeting people you wouldn't meet otherwise because everybody's just converging in one place but they're all have like their own story to tell and it's really it's, it's good crack the whole point of this episode of the podcast I suppose is to help people get the most out of the festival experience yeah. and make it more likely to have that kind of really enriching experience over the course of a weekend. Yeah, yes, yeah. This is the point where you're doing it. I don't know if that came across. <laughs> <laughs> Just two wingers. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I hate about festivals. No, not at all. They're amazing. Like we 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 both love going to festivals. There, there was a few gigs last year that I seen at festivals of some of the bigger bands that mm. were unbelievable as well. Like Jungle were class. Went to see Arctic Monkeys, Shet Faker as well, and Ziggit. And some of the, the bigger ones were unbelievable. Like when there's that mass of people. Oh, all the, the same energy game. is like incredible. Yeah. Or even like I've, I've kind of. I've gone to a couple of ones where I've gone, my friends are going to something. Like we mentioned Arctic Monkeys, and this was years ago again at Electric Picnic, I think. Um, and they all wanted to go to Arctic Monkeys. The new album had just been out and like massive fans for years since we were like teenagers. And then they all left and I was like, I actually, no. And like left on my own and then ended up seeing still to this day, like one of the best live gigs of my entire life because I just made a snap decision to say, fuck that. I actually don't want to do that. I almost got picked up by a couple, but like, you know, these things happen. It's festivals, like just mad shit. It does happen. (laughs) 
So we're recording in the back room of Ackley and yep. the sessions are about to start in the gym, which is going to result in a lot of loud music. <laughs> so <laughs> Tunes are about to happen. This would be a good time for us to finish up our little podcast uh, yeah. on festivals. It would be. <laughs> Thanks very much for doing it. No worries. It's good crack. <laughs> I hope uh, anyone that is listening to this has learned something from yeah, it. Yeah, and people can get in touch with other stuff for festivals or mm. if this has been useful or we've left something out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think people should get onto us and say like, well, actually, these are like my essentials. It'd be interesting to hear what other people do or like their little routines. Yes, that would be good. And so you're playing at Body and Soul. You're going to be working at uh, Kicks Village, but that that's going to well, be yeah. over by the time this comes out. Yes. And... So come catch me at Body and Soul, if anyone's going. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, mm-hmm. food and board area. Um, that's it f- for now, but it's early in the year yet. <laughs> right, bye, 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 <laughs> bye. What about that? A Harjigil. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Gura Ked Milamwagat to Lisa for taking the time to record that episode as usual. And I think it may be important just to say that what we're talking about in this podcast, we're not giving like real medical advice or anything, anything like that or encouraging you to do anything that you wouldn't ordinarily do. I think that one take home point of this podcast episode is to look after yourself and look after your friends when you're going out to festivals because festivals are a beautiful thing and it is very important to look after each other and to get the most out of it. You're going to a festival to have fun and to have an enriching and enjoying experience and the most important thing about it is that you're still around to tell the story afterwards and that you can look back on it with fond memories and look forward to the next one and I think that is the moral of the story folks anyway as I said we're going to be doing a live podcast at the It Takes a Village Festival on Sunday the 12th of May so come along to that if you're going to be at the festival anyway let me know what you think about this episode and other episodes just get in touch Instagram is probably the best channel to do that through but you can also do it through the Rebel Matters podcast website rebelmatters.ie the Facebook page is also active at the Rebel Matters podcast and give us a like and share wherever you're listening to this it helps to keep the show on the road and as I mentioned earlier on if you want to become a patron of the podcast and contribute a little bit towards the cost of producing these episodes, then go to the Rebel Matters podcast on Patreon and sign up to be a patron for as little or as much as you want to per month. And that is a really good way of supporting this podcast and let me know that you're out there and enjoying the content. Ach, Gaji and Kedarala Akara, thank you very, 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 very much for listening to the podcast week in and week out if it's your first time listening to the rebel matters podcast then i hope you enjoyed this episode and go back and find some more episodes that you enjoy and of course the next one will be out at seven o'clock in the morning every friday and you can tune into it on any of the podcast platforms august shin shin slang of oil <laughs>